many of you know uh, about our group already, but um, I'm a physician, and I live in Guatemala, and I've served there for about eight years. And uh, Dr. Jorgen is the director of the West Coast Healthcare Conference, which has gone on for the last four or five? Six. Six, okay. And it was actually a uh, one of the fruits of this conference. And uh, so if you see anybody that's in leadership at this church, uh, let them know about how much uh, we all appreciate what they do here and reinforce that we'd like to see it continue. We know it's going to be here next year again, which is great. Um, Peter and I and a, a group of others have uh, been developing a best practices. And the official name is actually Best Practices in Global Health Missions. And our vision statement reads, Throughout the world, those called to health missions will offer the best services to those in the greatest need using the most God-honoring and effective methods to achieve the greatest holistic health impact. Everybody I read says vision statements should be easily repeatable and memorizable, but this is our, uh, this is our vision statement. This is our founding members. Arnie Gorski is a retired Navy physician who lives in San Diego. Um, Dan O'Neill is a physician in Connecticut. Myself, Grace Tazilar, is uh, with uh, Christian Nurse Fellowship and, uh, and Dr. Jorgen. Our other contributors have been uh, <clears throat> uh, Jody Collins is a physician that works in Mexico a lot, and uh, Dr. Dan Fountain, Noel Johnson is up in the Northwest. Apollo Zelanda is a physician in Peru. Lara Montgomery is an, arth- is an anthropologist at Westmont College in California. Brian Piku is a representative for Medical Missions International. Uh, he's in Peru. Dana Perot is a, is a uh, lawyer who uh, is in California. Greg and Candy Sager used to be with Mercy Ships. They've done a lot of work with <clears throat> um, helping people understand mm, maybe the, the, the ins and outs uh, of short-term medical missions. Howard Searle is with the Emanuel Hospital Association. Vinod Shah, likewise, he's uh, an Indian physician. Some of you may know and may have attended his, uh, his lectures. Um, we have uh, all of us experienced the short-term mission phenomenon. Uh, some call it a tsunami. Some call it a juggernaut. Call it what you like. In 1979, there were about, nobody knows for sure, but probably around 30,000 people that did short-term trips around the world, not necessarily medical. By 2007, that number was probably 2 million. And it's not a phenomenon. It's not a, a, a tsunami that's going to go away anytime soon. So we have um, been making efforts to come up with some best practices guidelines. We are not intending to set standards. If what we develop over time is something that people would like to adopt as an official, like an ECFA type of thing, it would be wonderful. We have not set that out as an objective, but if it happens, we would be more than happy. So we have had papers written on use of pharmaceuticals in the field, dealing with bribery, partnership issues, avoiding dependency issues, a lot of the things that you probably all have thought about and been concerned about in your own groups. Um, So today, uh, what we'd like to do is a couple of skits, which some of you may be able to relate to and may have experienced yourself. The last time we we did this skit at the West Coast Conference in September, I had two uh, Korean uh, doctors run up to me and say, oh, you know, what you just described is exactly what we've been going through. We're going to Guatemala in two weeks. Are we going to be in trouble? 
And sure enough, <clears throat> the, day they, the day after they got to Guatemala, she called me and said all our medication was confiscated in the airport, and they're going to try to make us take it back with us when we're done. Is there anything you can do for me? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's just that's the kind of thing that we're going to run into more and more. Governments are getting smarter and wiser to these things and to what's going on in short-term medical missions, and they're going to want to know what people are doing. And so um, we're going to do just a couple of – we'll do them right away. Yeah, we will. I just uh, want to also mention that uh, a lot of this uh, comes from from experiences that, that I've had out in the field um, where I have to say I got home and I really didn't feel very good about what we had done. Uh, this is somewhat of a confession session, so uh, we hope that you uh, can uh, see kind of some of the things that were done and, and give us a little bit of feedback as to whether or not you think some of those things are appropriate. And are really uh, one of our goals is to make sure that God's work is done in a God-honoring way. And I think sometimes uh, that has not been the case, at least with some of the work that I've done, and, and I know others uh, have been able to kind of identify with that as well, too. Explain the slide at all? Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, this is a um, uh, medical brigada that we did in uh, Nochislan in, in Mexico, and these were the tables that we had. So, what kind of message does that send to the people that are uh, coming to our clinic? Uh, very kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, amen, amen. All right, so we have you pretty well divided in five groups. If you're not at a table right now that has one of these big pieces of paper, we ask that you please join a table that has a big piece of paper. We've got a couple folks kind of sitting alone. Uh, we're really trying to divide you into the sending church, so that's your church in the United States or you know Western Europe or wherever you are, Canada. Um, then there's a table that's a receiving church, in other words, the church in country that you're working with. Another table is government health officials. Uh, also, another table is partner in country. And when we say that, we're really talking about usually uh, when we go and partner, we're looking for a group of, of uh, doctors, nurses, primary health care uh, providers, community health development type of people that we would uh, tend to work with. Uh, and then finally, kind of the people who are to receive the, the free care. So uh, with that, I think we're going to do these two skits. Uh, I want you to think about a little bit about your perceptions, a little bit about uh, before the team arrives, um, what you think this team would be like if they ever really got to where they, uh, they're going to, and uh, after, the, after the team leaves. Uh, I am going to ask for a couple of volunteers. Sorry, this is uh, not voluntary. I'm just going to ask a couple of you to come on up and, and help us out with this, but for the second second skit. So um, let's see. Oh, it went all the way to the all the way to the back. Uh, we're gonna, oh, that's it. That's the uh, that's the whole presentation, guys. So uh, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the first one takes place in a uh, kitchen. And uh, I'm the doc that's going, and I've got my my you know global outreach bag here. I got my got my good uh, boxes for putting my meds and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Pastor Mike is uh, just dropping by. Hey doc, I, I see you're uh, getting ready for the trip. That uh, where are you going to? Yeah, we're going to Guatemala, and uh, you know we're we're going to go help serve these really poor people. You know, like that kind of stuff, and. 
what we're going to do is we're going to get a lot of the medicines, you know, like here from the church and uh, stuff like that, and then just take them down because there are a lot of needy people, and they, like, need a lot of stuff and medicines. And so we're just going to conduct a, a clinic down there. And, you know, it might be fun someday, you know, if, like, pastors could kind of join in. But I, right now I don't really see much of a role for pastors. Well, yeah, if, if I had, a, had an invitation, I probably would have been more than happy to to come down, I, you know, I'm always anxious to have somebody take over the pulpit for a Sunday. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it looks like you've got an awful lot of uh, valuable medication there. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know. I take this one. Can, can you? Yeah, you know, you, you're free to take that oh, if you yeah. want. Yeah, no problem. Okay. No problem at all. We did, you know, like at the fellowship hall, we did the pill popping party. You know, we got all those yeah. samples, you know, from the doc's offices. My, and wife, my wife brought the sandwich bags. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I tell you, brother, we really appreciate that because we, we package up all the medicines and we kind of put them in the sandwich bags and then we just hand them out, you know, and, and you know, usually. Uh, who, who, did the, who does this go to? I mean, like, like poor ladies with five kids? Uh, yeah, yeah, some of it's, you know, like stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, all sorts of people, you know, that, that anybody that comes uh, gets the stuff. Wow. I have a hard time remembering you want to take my medication sometimes, and I guess I'm just curious if this little indigenous lady is going to be able to keep up with those. You know, you'd be amazed. These women are bright, bright, bright. We just tell them once how to do it, and they go off and they do it. You know, it's really good. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Um, what... What is the spiritual what? emphasis that you use when you hand out the drugs? Well, just like at church, you know, you have that altar call thing. And so, you know, we tell people about Jesus, and we want a lot of people to come to Jesus. And when we get back, we'll let you know how many people we saw and how many made professions of faith. And we're into bringing the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, man, you know, right. just like what you preach, Pastor Mike, right. you know. I guess I'm just having a hard time uh, getting my mind around this and its relationship to evangelism and discipleship and well, you know, we, transformation and all that. Is there kind of a connection? Um, well, you know, we, we kind of do the evangelism thing and all that with, with handing out the medicines. And, you know, I mean, uh, you know, one of our brothers, you know, he likes to pray with the patients and mm. so forth. So, Who's yeah. gonna, who manages the, like the pharmacy and passing out the pills? Oh, we got some volunteer people that do a real good job with that. You know, you know, uh, Sally that works at the church. You know, she's one of the secretaries. She does a real good job. She's going to be the pharmacist. Yeah, oh. yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So praise Jesus, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, this is good. So when you get back, you can be a preacher for me on some Sundays. You bet. You bet. You bet. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we look forward to hearing the numbers when you come back. All right. Because we want to make sure that I think I heard this is about a twenty-five thousand dollar trip. Yeah, yeah. The medications are maybe another thirty or forty thousand. Yeah, we. So we want to make sure that there's a good return on yeah. our investment. Yeah, but you know, we we save some money on the medicines because we got some, uh, you know, some um, some free medicines, and um, you know, some of them are a little out of date, but it's you know they're pretty close to expiration. It's better date. than nothing. Amen, amen. All right, there we are, folks. And uh, okay, so. Uh, you are the receiver of care over there. You're rubbing your face thinking, help me, Jesus. Um, how, how did that look to you? Well, I see what medicine you have. <laughs> this, is an, this is an antipsychotic. Yeah. <laughs> this is the latest antihypertensive. Right. 
This is a new third generation cephalosporin. Those kind. What kind of symptoms do I have to have to get those? You know, just about anything. Runny nose, cough, you know, we take <laughs> care of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay. There, there is ibuprofen in here. Oh, great. We got a lot of that. Yeah. How about the table in the back? Uh, let's see, who are you guys? Sending. Sending Church. You're part of Mike's church. You're, you're uh, elders and deacons. And how's this looking to you guys uh, when you're kind of seeing this kind of come about? We're very disorganized. Very disorganized. But everything's going in bags and stuff. <laughs> no knowledge of what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You, would you expect us to have that knowledge before we, we go? We'd have some expectation as far as what the needs are and and that type of thing before we kind of go and not just package up a bunch of meds. Yeah. Any other comments from the sending church? Yeah. Also, uh, with the medication, is that a one-time prescription? What about next month's supply? You know, yeah, that's the reality of it is is that we usually give, uh, you know, like a few weeks supply or one month supply, and that's the extent of it, and that's really all that we can do for them. We can kind of get them started, and we kind of direct them to go, go see their doctor or wherever their doctor is. Yeah. If there's no doctor around, then it's better than nothing. At least that's the perspective, yeah. Any other comments from the sending church? You guys are otherwise okay with this. We don't, have, uh, we don't seem to have specific um, assignments for, for, for the people that go. Right. It's just like you just assign whoever. Well, you know, you have to, you know, I, I know I've been in these situations and um, I think mistakenly uh, just basically found individuals that were willing to serve in these capacities and, uh you know, in retrospect, you know, were pharmacists in the pharmacy? No, they weren't. Nurses were sometimes other people. And so uh, do we really make an effort to recruit pharmacists? No, we did not. Um, you know, so that was, that was, and I, you know, wasn't aware of anybody in the church that we could recruit at the time. We're going to move over to the receiver church. You guys are going to receive this team. How's it looking from your standpoint? You know, we talked to the partner a little bit. They told us a little bit about, you know, what you guys needed. Um, the hosting you know. pastor said that it would be great if we came so that he could do better at evangelizing the next village next door. But what do you really know about our worldview and what Well, it can't be that much different than ours. I mean, what works here should work there. has to work. There too, right? We're wondering a little bit um, how communication is going to go down since none of you guys speak Spanish. Interpreters. Yeah. Who will? We'll, we need two because we need two because we're going to Guatemala, and we're going to be we're going to the ladies and most of the people we're going to serve are going to be Quechiquel, and ladies who are, don't speak Spanish. So we'll have a Spanish interpreter and then one to go to Quechiquel. And we're sure that they'll understand what we're going to do for them, especially if we have to get a consent form for surgery. Yeah, we, we just usually do verbal kind of stuff. We're okay with that. Yeah. yeah. They trust us because we're North Americans, and they know that we wouldn't do anything Bad. You know, like we harmful. love Jesus, and we're here to serve the Lord, and we love them like Jesus would love them. So do you have some Christ-honoring tools for educating our, our folks? 
sorry. Like, what kind of education? Do you have any educational tools for teaching our uh, people about health care and focusing on God? We're going to work on that with the pastor. Do you think that we're psyched, though, that you're coming since you said that you're perfect and are going to help us? So we're psyched. And we know that after this, our church is going to grow in vast numbers. Yeah, because, yeah, because, you know, the last church we were at, they had 70 people, and then we had um, like over 400 come to Christ, and man, they were just pumped, you know, and um, I don't know how they handled that discipling thing. But. So is coming to Christ part of the prerequisite to getting medication? They're really getting into that. They're really woofing up on it. No, 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 we don't do that, but, you know, we usually do the evangelism thing first, so we give them the message first, and then, and so then they say the right things, and they get the no, well, no, no, no. they usually sit in a waiting area after they've yeah. seen the doctor. Then they get the gospel message. Then they get to go to the pharmacy. And then usually, no, how they interpret that sequence of events is up yeah. to them. Well, actually, actually in Nochislan, our brothers really want to do the evangelism thing first oh. and the Jesus film, and then have have them see us. And that's required before they see. Pretty much. I mean, there's no way to get to see the doctors without seeing the evangelism thing. Okay. okay, all right, we're moving on. We've got to talk to the government health officials over here uh, in, in Guatemala. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lee. You got, you got that. Okay. Do we do this yet or after the yeah, go for it, airport yeah. encounter? No, let's, let's do this. Okay. What are you guys thinking? Uh, could we see your credentials? Yeah, yeah, I got my... Uh, I, I have my state of Wisconsin license. I got my state, yeah, state of California license. Uh, this one, unfortunately, the... The card, you know, gosh, it's a little out, uh, a little outdated. But I got a, you know, some paper stuff that, um, you know, that, you know I mean, it says I'm and actually, paid my dues and all that. And it's back in my office. And I'm, I'm, I'm a retired radiologist, but I still think I can. I'll be able to contribute. <laughs> but this is Guatemala. Does Guatemala have? Uh, uh, what do you say, uh, uh, correspondence with California? I don't know. We as, well, we no, assume we assume that you know because the assumption is we're the best trained in the world that Guatem- that the health yeah. authorities here would just say that's fine. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm at an academic center, and you know we teach and, and all that. So, that's good. Uh, now, where is your permission to come and practice medicine here in, Cal- in Guatemala? Uh, we have a we have a letter. That's from uh, some like-minded individuals in the country that's invited us. <laughs> and who are these people? Uh, you know, like, you know, uh, some docs and so forth, you know. And I see you have some stickers on the side of your box that say this is a donation for the country of Guatemala. Yeah, because, yeah, we want to make sure that people understand that it's a donation and it's not like, you know, we're going to be selling them stuff. So you're not right. charging for your services? No, no, ma'am, we're not. And are all your medications current and in good, and none are expired? No, almost all of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the one that, that doesn't sound very definite. We'll need to, to yeah. need to show them to Maybe us. Maybe when and we'll we need get to, to the border, we're gonna we're gonna show you a little bit more. But so. but really, the even the expiration date doesn't mean that much because they're still. They're still good. There's still efficacy afterwards yeah. for well, a while. We, we had some folks come earlier, and they, they used some expired eye drops. And, uh, and we had five people in our country go blind. 
So from that, so we 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 are very strict in this country about that. That actually happened in Nicaragua. Yeah. And they were very strict. I'm really wanting to move on to this next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we won't let you move on. No. Did you? Did you get your license back? Yeah, I got my license back. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So these are the receiver partners. You know, like we're. We're working with you guys, you know, we are, you know, kind of in, providing extra manpower for you to kind of do what you, you need to do, which in this case is reaching out to, you know, local areas and all that. How are y'all feeling about this? Well, I sent you a list of 27 things that I needed for you to do and you haven't responded yet. Yeah, I, I think you were going to do that. Didn't you? You yeah, I was going to do You were doing the emails? Yeah, um, I've don't done. Have I've done. Yeah, I've done oh. a few of them. I sent a couple letters, but, you know, I mean, that I was like like a couple days ago. But anyway, it, it's okay. You know, the list of what I wanted done really doesn't match up with that last email I got. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're you just... work on what we would like you to do as opposed to you telling me what you're going to do when you get here. Yeah, well, you know, we... we you know, we're but that makes it really hard to get people to come. Yeah. Because then we, we have to... Pray about it. <laughs> We're just getting whooped up on everywhere. <laughs> Faster my uh, pelvic brother. Can you tell us just exactly what are your specialties and, and what you I'm a I'm a children's kidney doctor and you know I you know I'd be happy to you know help see folks you know just anybody you know because uh, I'm there to you know because I love Jesus and I'm you know I mean it doesn't matter I mean I'm there to, to help. And I'm a pastor whose wife has had three babies so. I'm going to help with obstetrics. Oh, he does, sir. All right. If you haven't been jumping in on one of these tables, let me have you come on over and join because uh, you're missing out on all the fun. Nope. So you guys are great. You're already pointing out all these horribly painful areas. I, um, gosh, I almost hate to invite a couple of y'all onto the team, but uh, you're coming. <laughs> So um, we might get a couple of young ladies from this uh, this group, and we're we're uh, now we're moving on. <coughs> now, we we do want to point out that we we understand that um, <coughs> that over the last few years, especially, there's been uh, extensive criticism not only from the secular world but from the Christian world about the conduct of short-term missions. Now, our, our purpose is not to, uh, to always look at the negative. Uh, we certainly have to learn from our mistakes. But our concerns are that we may not be doing that and that groups are continually making the same mistakes over and over and over again and is not reflecting very positively on the body of Christ. So how it, it is easy to, to do these things and to be critical, but our ultimate goal afterwards is going to be constructive. So please don't think we're being really negative yeah. about short-term missions because they can be done well. And we want to encourage you and empower you to do them well and not just, um, you know, be left with what we have right now. Hmm. Okay. All right. So we're going to get our team together. Ladies, come on over. Um, we've just gotten into Guatemala. And um, so uh, anyway, uh, we got a lot of medicines. You guys got some medicines in the uh, in your suitcases as well. And, uh, you don't need to tell them about that. Uh, I don't I think you do. I don't think you do. 
Uh, we have, we have, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's kind of calling oh, attention to talk, us. Sorry. Yeah. So the thing is, is that we have uh, paid off some people to help uh, pay off the, uh, the guy so we can get through well. Uh, we've paid off some folks so that uh, we can get through customs well. You know, um, there's a guy who uh, we gave him like $200, and he knows Mike, and uh, he's going to help us uh, get through uh, customs properly. So let, let's huddle up and uh, let's pray for let's pray that Jesus lets us get in. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord, because uh, we are here to do your will, Lord, and we are here we are here to uh, to just bring help to so many people. And Amen. Heavenly Father, we just ask that you allow us to get the medicines into the country and that you uh, you use these medicines to heal thousands and bring thousands to you in the gospel, uh, gospel to, to thousands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go first, and you all just kind of hang back a little bit, and let's see how it goes okay. with me, okay? okay. All right. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Como estas? Bien, bien. You have a medical team, is that correct? Uh, yeah, we have some like-minded, you know, kind of folks that are here, you know, serving. Yeah. Sir, where are you going? Um, there's a little village south of Guatemala City that uh, we're, we're working with with our partner. And uh-huh. Who, and uh, do you have a... A letter of yeah, uh, a document of agreement or you know, understanding. They sent, us, they sent us a nice letter asking us to, to come and invite us, uh, invite us into the country. <clears throat> and, and this individual is who? Uh, this, is this is like their uh, doctor. Okay. But there's no government seal. There's no Ministry of Health. We were, uh, we were told we didn't need that kind of stuff. You know that, that it would be okay. Hmm, well, that's you were misinformed. Um, there are laws. We have uh, standards. Uh-huh. You know, we uh, we understand that that you gringos don't uh, believe that we have laws and standards. Yeah, we we and, do. We believe. We understand and that, that. You, yes, sir. you know that yes, sir. you're uh, able to do things far better than we are for ourselves. No, but sir, um, are you planning on doing surgeries or who are, who are these um, two? Are they physicians? Uh, they're just, they're they're they're. they're yeah. But what are you, medical uh, doctors, pharmacists, uh, physical therapists? Day, yeah. I'm a veterinary assistant. Okay, <laughs> and you are going to be in charge of what? The um, crowd control. <laughs> okay. Um, well, this is not, I'm afraid, not quite good enough. All right. um, and now let's take a look what's in the bag. Um, this is what? You know, maybe... Uh, Maybe uh, Mr. Mr. Jackson could kind of help out the situation a little bit here, you know, because I think we need to bring him in and just kind of help well, out. Well, you know, things are uh, you know, it's like things uh, are changing in Guatemala a little you know, bit. This, this and this bottom uh, part of the bag here is. Uh, and we do have we do have. Uh, so I got we lots do have, of clothes and stuff like that yeah. in here. Well, we have video monitors now that are watching. Yeah, see, they got lots of clothes in here. What we're this doing? Actually, brought for you and your wife. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, I'm being watched, right. and okay. those video cameras there are probably going to get me in trouble if I do something like that. But I just want to see the drugs that you're bringing in for medication. Well, uh, you know, we got this part, and then, you know, we just got, um, 
got, you know, mm -hmm. stuff, um, yeah. you know, like stuff in here, you know. And what, uh, what's this? Those are antipsychotics. Hmm. For, what does that mean? It's uh, to help people, you know, like have schizophrenia and stuff. <laughs> schizophrenia. You're going to yes. schizophrenia in the villages. Well, you know, it's like what we, you know, like we got These donations. These expire in a month. But Our food. laws in Guatemala say you can't import anything or bring anything here if it's less than a year from its expiration date. Did you know that? No, sir, I didn't know that. Your partner here didn't inform you of these things? Well, they might have, yeah. But, um, these are all going to have to stay with me. Maybe if you speak louder, he might understand you slower. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that we can come. Uh, I, I actually uh, attended the University of Houston. <laughs> I have a master's in public health. Uh, so these are all going to have to stay, unless you can show me something that's more than a year from its expiration. Uh, no, I don't think we have. Well, sorry. Our <clears throat> Well, I, I wish you all the luck. You know, you can. Uh, you can go to Antigua. And at Lake Atitlan, there's a lot of things to see. But unless you've got licensing and medications that are... No, you can come back at the end of the week and we'll give them back and you can take them home. Okay? Well, he's going to have to explain to the villagers why we weren't able to come and save them from themselves. It's their own fault. It's their own country's fault. Amen. All right. Thank you all very much. <laughs> yeah, great acting there. Thank you so much. <laughs> How did this look? <laughs> You're the uh, receiver uh, receiver of care. Yes, you won't be getting any medicines. <laughs> Is that okay? You were told uh, that there was going to be this big, you know, big clinic. With free medication. Isn't any of that? How are you going to feel? What are you going to think? What are you going to think of our church and our partner? Not very much. Not very much. Might be angry. Might be frustrated. Sending church. You might not exactly hear about this the way it really <laughs> happened. But how does this look to you? Wasted, wasted money. It's a waste. Yeah. Anything else? Credibility as a church. Yeah, in that country, uh, with the church and the partner. Yeah. So next time, you know, they want to do things with, you know, y'all. It's probably, uh, probably not. Your reputation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move over to this other table. This one—they treated us rough. They roughed us up last time. 
So government health officials, how does this look? Another group at the airport caught with meds, no approval from the government, no nothing. You should have put your suitcase full of clothes up. Yeah, yeah. We've tried that before. We've done that before. Yeah. But you've told us now that we shouldn't trust any of these short-term medical teams because they must all do it the same way. And, and so, so it really is kind of... And we know that the Americans are just trying to send all the medicines that are bad because we know that medicines are near expiration are really bad. Yeah. They're going to hurt our people. Right. So, you know, we just know you're saying you have good intentions, but we know really... Your intentions are bad. You want to experiment on us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we keep on moving. Receiver partner. You guys are the, the docs, the, you know, primary health care team, development workers, whatever that we're going to work with. How does this look like from your perspective? <laughs> talking to the Canadians now, not talking to us anymore. Who knew? Because they have the same problem as the church does. There's credibility issues. There's trust issues. Yeah. So it's not looking so good for, for us coming back and working with y'all. We've just kind of wrecked things for y'all. Yeah, and, 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 you know, governments like Guatemala, all they hear is criticism about how corrupt they are and how badly they do things and how... Nope, they're not accountable to anybody, and, and, and then we do stuff like this that is just as bad. And it certainly does have an impact on our credibility and, a, and, and an impact on the body of Christ. Right. And, and this is all perceived. done in the name of Jesus Christ. It should be the very best. And the reality is have teams that I've been on, not not led, but have teams that I've been on tried to bribe bribe. Uh, customs officials? Yes, they have. Have we tried to bring in medicines into the country that are outdated? Yes, we have. Have we brought them in in large boxes and so forth so that it's like totally conspicuous? Yes, we have. Have we brought in samples into countries with medicines that are subsequently recalled in black box warning? Yes, we have. We've done all these things. And And we've all done it in the name of Jesus Christ. But sometimes you do everything right. You still get your medicines. So you have to have a backup plan. One backup plan is just buy medicines within the country. If possible. And then, you know, that's one thing that these these folks could help you. Right. And then the other is go prepared to do health teaching Mm because they're not going to take that away from you. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And that has a more longer-term effect anyway. Right. Teams that have gone in that have had their medicines confiscated, confiscated have still been amazed at what God, God has done without any medications at all. Exactly. And they come back and say, wow, that was one of our best trips ever. We thought we needed all these medicines. What we really needed was God. And uh, so we're putting our reliance on Western medicines. And oftentimes with these medications coming into areas where they already have medical care, where they may already have primary care, and we're disrupting the whole balance. Uh, there might be already a CHE program there, or really good primary care docs there, but we're coming in and we wreck the whole process um, because we're saying, you know, only the white doctors or whatever from North America, they're the only ones that are really smart enough to really diagnose you and treat you. Uh, they provide all the free meds when the other docs, they're charging something for meds so they can still make a living. 
so we can cause a tremendous amount of, of harm. We just need to be aware of what we're doing. And I think we talked, you know, making sure we talk to our partner and making sure that they are, are telling us what they want us to do and we're compliant uh, and we come up with a shared, shared agreement. And in Guatemala, this has been happening a lot lately. If you if you work there, be prepared. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are having their meds taken at the at the airport, and th you know then they send out email ad uh, alerts saying you know our medications are in the airport. Can you help me somehow? And I write back saying, well, do you have an in-country partner that you can avoid this problem with in the future? And I never hear back from any of these people mm. because they just didn't have a clue on that kind of a thinking outside the box. But I have to go. you got to go. Yes, right. I have to go to get my... Go to Guatemala with uh, hopefully no medicines in your, your bag. All right. <laughs> he really does have to go catch a flight. All right. So, um, and as I say, these situations might be funny or amusing if they weren't all true, and they really are, are true. With best practices, we've um, adopted pretty much so Dan Fountain's and a couple other folks' definition of, of health. You'll find that on... the. Yes, okay. Um, you'll find that on, on the website. Um, the other thing is, I guess, is is there a biblical rationale for what we're doing? And I do think that there is. Jesus' ministry was largely uh, about, say, the kingdom up, down, up there is now available down here, and the power of God and the relationship with God that was only available to a small number of people before is now available for everyone. And the power that's available through the Holy Spirit is now available to everyone. And part of his ministry was a healing ministry, which is just an a, uh, example of, of basically the restorative kind of power of God in his ministry to bring people back to complete wholeness. And that continued in the new church. It continued in, um, in short-term mission trips with Paul and so forth. So uh, we obviously are following in the footsteps of Jesus and, and the saints. Um, from a practical standpoint, beyond just kind of doing some of the regular medical kinds of things, uh, we also are uh, trying to think in terms a little bit about what's making people sick. And sometimes we need to be aware of the spiritual part. When you ask people about demon possession or uh, that they have a broken relationship with, with God or even their families and communities, that may be a key element to why they're sick and why they're, they're not feeling well. The other thing is, is that in terms of our belief system, as Christians, we believe that God is responsible for healing and that it's not the medicines per se that heal. It is God that is responsible for healing. Yes, he works through medicines. Yes, he works through doctors. Yes, he works through miracles. Yes, he works through surgeries. But that healing comes from God. Whether a person is restored to, to wellness is dependent upon God. Another thing that we routinely do at the bottom there is prayer. And for every single patient uh, as a doc, and I know Dr. Warzecki has also done the same thing, is pray with every patient before they go and ask for God's healing in, in their life and uh, specifically um, for healing for the particular disease that they have, uh, for comfort, and uh, that the medications do work for their intended purpose. 
So um, that's a that's a little bit different. So from a practical standpoint, we are somewhat different than uh, some of the rest of the folks out there doing secular types of, of medical care. We, as a best practices group, we embrace the standards of excellence and short-term missions. What the best practices are not, are they're not what I think. They're not what Michael Soderling thinks or the rest of the group. Um, it is really to reflect biblical, uh, biblical um, uh, theology and biblical uh, basis of healing, and it is to reflect also uh, World Health Organization standards. So to that end, um, we have begun uh, starting with a variety of different areas, uh, looking at experimental medicines, bribery, clinic operations, consents, avoiding dependency, drug donation, informed consents, energy-based therapies, uh, medical records, medication use, effective partners, malpractice, dental, surgical, nursing, and you kind of see the rest of them. So all those areas, uh, with the exception really of nursing and dental, have something um, that you can look up in, and see in the best practices uh, areas. And we're working on additional, uh, additional areas now. Um, a lot of these, uh, if you go onto the website, um, which I'll show you at the end, are kind of version 1.1 or 1.2, so they're preliminary. We will be creating a new website on November 23rd and uh, launching something that's even a little bit more user-friendly. Okay. So uh, what, is the, what are the medications, what does the Bible say that might be appropriate to using medications? Um, Matthew talks about uh, using good gifts and that we give good gifts to our children. We should want to give good gifts um, to, to others. Um, and our Father in heaven gives us good gifts. Luke says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. There's a um, Proverbs that says, a wicked messenger falls into trouble, but the trustworthy envoy brings healing. And then finally, uh, Romans, that the verse that talks about everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except which God has established. And uh, just that, that we need to be responsive to what governments and what the World Health Organization has already kind of put forth. What does World Health Organization say? One, you need to get maximum benefit to the recipient. Two, respect the wishes and authority of the recipient. Three, no double standards. Four, effective communication between the donor and the recipient. So uh, let's take a look at number three. When, For example, when we hand out plastic baggies, uh, I, I ask you, when was the last time that you went to the pharmacy and you received a plastic baggie with some verbal instructions? Never. And the reason is, is because you receive a bottle that's a child-proof bottle. And you also have written instructions, the name of the medicine, the dose, and so forth on there. And why should we practice any differently when we're in another country? Is it harder? Yes, of course it's harder. It means buying bottles. It means labeling them in another language or writing something. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, but it is the right thing to do. It's the God's standard 
to do something like that. Why? Because otherwise, there are lots of stories of children getting into baggies of medicines that were handed out in clinics and then ingesting medicines and having, you know, toxicology, well, poisoning problems, really, because of the medication. So this is a, this is a big issue. Uh, also, uh, Lori Bakevich, um, who's worked in Mexico, reports women coming to her with bags filled with these medicines, red ones, green ones, blue ones, saying, well, do I, when do I take the red pill? What is this one for? I don't know. I take this one on Friday kind of thing. And in culture sometimes certain medicines will, will ref, you know, kind of people are drawn to certain medicines. They sometimes color has certain power to it and so forth. So you just need to be aware that these medicines sometimes are sometimes uh, taken inappropriately. Sometimes they're combined with a lot of other medications. Sometimes they're sold. Um, and we need to talk to people. We were talking about this the other day. We need to talk to them about how to take these medicines and give these medications safely. And you could do that by skits. You could do that by oral instructions, written instructions. You need to, we talked about the other day, um, Greg and, and Candy Seeger were talking about the importance is when you have a mother there and you're giving a child medication, it's a good idea to give that first dose of medication right there so the mother can see how to give that medication, um, you know, how to appropriately dose it and so forth. Because if it's a liquid medicine, well, you know, you give them a bottle of stuff, well, how do they know? Um, so it, it's really important to show, you know, okay, here's the syringe, here's how much to give, here we've marked it, uh, you know, those types of things, and, and that can be tremendously helpful. All right. All right. So what else does WHO say? So that it says that all drug donations should be based on an expressed desire. So if our partners say bring a certain medication, this is what's needed in this community. We should try to do it. Um, all donated drugs or generic equivalents should be approved by use in the recipient country. So there are certain medicines that have not been approved in certain countries, and we need to be aware of that. The prescription strength and formulation of donated drugs should, as much as possible, be similar to those of drugs commonly available in the country. This is no more uh, important than per, uh, perhaps in the area of hypertension, whereas if you give a patient a medication and they can't get the medication long term, I mean, what good is that? There's, there's no equivalent in the country. They can't get it. Um, so this is a, this is a major, uh, major issue. All, no, all donated drugs should be obtained from reliable source, uh, of course, and that makes sense. Down in five, it says no drugs should be donated that have been issued to patients and then returned to uh, pharmacy or elsewhere or were given to health professionals as free samples. Why do you all think it would be important for you to not take a bunch, you know, do a roundup of all non-use medicines from your church? Oh, believe me, it has been done. I, I've been aware of it happening. Um, so why is that not a good idea? No quality control as to what they're getting, right? So who knows? Maybe somebody put the furosemide in the prednisone bottle. You just don't know really what you're getting. So that's one reason. What else? 
you don't know how they're stored. You know, in a wet, humid, hot environment, you know, they may be significantly degraded, and you don't know how they were stored. So um, there are some, some real issues there. What, what's the problem with samples? What's the big deal about samples? Latest, greatest, yeah. Not likely to be available. Some of the most expensive. And as we all know, with some of the COX-2 inhibitors, some of them have subsequently been, been uh, black-labeled or pulled off the shelves uh, because of, of problems that only became apparent with greater use here in the United States. So just to introduce those drugs down in, in Guatemala or in Thailand or anywhere else, I mean, not a, not a good idea. Um, and WHO has addressed this. What else do they say? Um, you should have a shelf life of at least one year. So there's that, there's that statement that you shouldn't be basically bringing in expired medications. And not only that, but they should have enough shelf life to last for a year. They should be labeled in the language that's easily understood. You know, lots of times, you know, there's a temptation to write in English or something like that for people or, or give them a box that just has English on the outside. That's not very helpful. Um, as much as possible, uh, donated drugs should be presented in larger quantities or in hospital packs. That's reasonable, especially if you're going to be donating large amounts of drugs to hospitals and so forth. Um, there are international shipping regulations, and the recipient should be informed of all drug donations uh, because sometimes what has happened, and, and my friend Bob Erickson can tell you this, uh, sometimes they've shipped stuff and it sat on the dock for long periods of time because the recipient was not ready to receive, receive the medications and other, other equipment and supplies that were being sent. So they sat on the docks for almost six months before they finally got them. So uh, this, is a, this is an issue as well, too. Um, declared value of the drug should be based on the wholesale price. That's something that rarely comes up. But sometimes, as you go through customs, they will want to uh, charge you or give you a, uh, or you know, tax you on the, on the medications. And also, uh, you have to think about cost of, of shipping these medications. So, if you do decide to use them, uh, there is a WHO model list of, ex of essential medicines. Uh, so you can go and see. That gives you a, a pretty good list of general types of medicines that are appropriate and are reasonable to use. But again, you want to talk to the people in country to see what's most appropriate for the country. But it will give you a good list to kind of think through so you don't end up missing out on you know, you get there and you, oh, my goodness, I don't have anything for gastritis. So it's, it's good for a checklist of that type of thing. Uh, another thing is, is buy, you can buy medications there. Your partner can buy them. Send the money to your partner. Have them uh, make arrangements to uh, purchase the medications, and, and that works uh, very well. Not to mention that oftentimes it's at lower cost. The only, only issue is that sometimes it can be lower quality, too, and you have to uh, especially in spot markets in Africa, there have been significant problems with some of the medicines and the way that they've been uh, maintained, so you have to be somewhat careful. Um, you can buy them here, but just remember all the things that we talked about, so it's just important. 
The other things that we do is we always carry a single box for team medications, and that, that is something I recommend that you always do. Just have a box of meds for your team so that if they get diarrhea, they get vomiting, they get a fever, they get gastritis, you have something to give them. And uh, usually at the end, we'll donate that team box to the docs that we're usually working with. But for, for a while while we're there, we just want to make sure that we have some, some stuff with us. Okay. So bottom line, bottom line, is if we do this well, the patients that we treat will remain healthy, and it will be a blessing to them and not, not, a, not a curse. Uh, bribery, and I'll talk about this just for a couple minutes. Uh, Steve Faulkner has written a beautiful uh, article on this uh, in Best Practices um, about bribery, and basically some of the rationales that people give is don't force your culture on others. Uh, do it for the greater good. Don't think of it as bribe. Think of it as like a donation or something like that. Bribery doesn't hurt anything. And the Bible is unclear on bribery. And basically, for each one of those, he has a beautiful argument that's laid out as to why none of those really hold, hold water. Specifically, don't force your culture on others. We have a kingdom culture. Remember, we're not supposed to be just coming from the United States. We're, we're a kingdom culture. And, and therefore, we have some responsibility to say what is good and right and decent. And uh, so, therefore... We're not going to force a culture, but nobody should force their culture on us either. Um, do it for the greater good. That essentially says that there's some sort of hierarchy, and the Bible doesn't support that. It doesn't say this is okay, this is better, this is great. You know, There's no kind of hierarchy like that in the Bible. Don't think of it as a bribe. Think of it as a gift. A gift usually indicates a relationship with somebody. We're not talking about a relationship with a customs agent. I didn't have a relationship with that person. It's not really a gift. It's not a donation. It's not like some sort of I'm trying to support some sort of ongoing mission for that, that um, you know, customs agent. So um, bribery doesn't hurt anything. It does hurt lots in, in these countries. The, that the countries just like our own can be extremely corrupt and that, that takes away justice from the poorest and the people that, that have the least. And as far as the Bible being unclear about bribery, there is one verse that they used to point that out, but there are many other verses that says that bribery is not a reasonable thing to do. Yes? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Right, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Now, sometimes there is a legitimate, like in Belize, for example, there is a legitimate amount you're supposed to pay. 
at the airport, and it's not a bribe. Yes. And, and you, yeah. that, that you do have to understand. Right. And usually the way to know the difference is they give you a receipt. Right. A receipt. <laughs> if you get a receipt, it's not a bribe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, right, absolutely, yes. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we just talked about two two areas. How's this sitting with y'all? Is this seems reasonable? Yeah, we're getting thumbs up from some folks. Yeah. Yes. Are threatening to take right. what we have just in order to get money, and so we just always act like we have no idea what they're asking. Or how, how? What is the best way to deal with it? Yeah. I mean, I guess I could ask. Uh, I mean, we've had um, individuals uh, when approached with something like that. That's kind of moving beyond bribe. That's kind of. Is there some threat implied? Uh, or I mean, if you don't do something. Oh, well, I mean, they just confiscate everything, and, and, and we deal with that. But, right. Um, but usually they're the ones initiating, asking for yeah. money, and we just, like, like I said, right. we've got away with it for so long, just acting like we don't know what they're asking. Right, right. And sometimes sometimes that, that does work, and, you know, just seeming so confused. I, I've, I've had that situation before, and that has worked. Um, going into Cuba, they right. will, depending on what you bring in, they'll open your bags and try to indicate you're planning on selling it. Right. And, you're, and again, there's an agreement through the mm-hmm. Treasury Department where there's so much we can can bring in, and we're going, no, this isn't more than they've agreed to. But again, they're asking. You right. know, we took one lady giving them $100 just to get through and out of there because they were just going to hold their stuff forever. Well, the question is, there's, there's a bigger question here. Is do we trust a great big God who loves us amazingly to take care of us even if all of our stuff is taken away? And is, is I mean, remember when Jesus sent out his disciples, how did he send them out? Did he send them out with their backpacks and suitcases and stuff? Maybe too, and that's. A, I mean, sometimes the situation is, but that was a, if they're holding a gun, then it's not a bribe. No, that's not a bribe. That's that's extortion or you know a threat or something like that. Yeah. And that is that is very very different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and we have found that too when we go to China that buying medications in, in a country and having our partner buy them or we'll go and buy them, that works out well. And, and it's all labeled in, you know, Chinese. You know, it's kind of nice so the patient knows what they're, what they're getting. Uh, and it also supports the local economy. Yes, it does, right. Or if I bring in my leftover trash, yeah, and I will say that, you know, from the other thing where our, our team has moved to is we've moved much f- more away from clinical care and these kind of, you know, medical brigada clinic type of things over more, much more to uh, education. In a lot of ways, that's, that's less expensive and a lot more effective. Yeah, there's one other question. Anybody else have another question? It is on the website. Um, let me go ahead and let's go ahead and uh, so there is a there's a site um, and it's 
kind of long, so sorry about this. It will be shortened up substantially soon, but it's uh, that's <laughs> being shortened up soon. Um, CSTHM, so Christian Short-Term Healthcare Missions Best Practices .org. If you also type it into Google and you type in Christian Short-Term Best Practices, and um, the, the story on this is we started off as looking at short-term and then very quickly realized that there was this so much interaction between short-term and long-term that we needed to really combine the, the two. Yeah. So if this is something that you're interested in and, and would like to participate, uh, there are pieces of paper, I think. I mean, to make sure that you hand out. If you, if you want more information, just go there. But if you like to participate, let me just have you come up here and just write down your name and your email address, and that should do it. Any one more last-minute question, and then we'll let you guys go. Okay, no, yeah, go ahead. I just have a question, because one of the things we've run into in so many of the areas is the number of the loader people. And we have found some icons, but yeah. is there a place that's good that has basic icons that you can also use? Yeah. And um, I think that uh, Candy and, and Greg Seeger actually have have information on that, and we're going to go ahead and place it on the on the best practices website. But real simple, kind of little uh, pictures of how to give something with the liquid medicine or There's something like that. Oh, we have we have that as well too. So there's a, a moon and sun, and you basically write down the name of medicine. You put an X where the moon is, and you know, or where the sun is. So yeah. Last question. Okay, great, good, thank y'all. Thank y'all very much for coming, really appreciate it, thanks.